You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a Victory Tuesday edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio. Please like, share, and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube. And subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts across the Big Blue View Radio Network. All right, lots to talk about after the Giants' last second 24-22 victory over the Green Bay Packers on Monday night. We all seem to be just uh, living in Tommy DeVito's world these days. And, and here to help me talk about that is Big Blue View's Tony Del Genio. Morning, Tony. I don't think either one of us got much sleep last night. How but how you doing? Good morning, Ed. I'm yeah, I'm doing fine, even though I'm only operating on a few hours sleep. But that's 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 a good type of loss of sleep. There you go. Let's just hope that let's hope that my my voice holds out here for the uh, for the, for the duration of the show. It 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 seems to be fighting me a bit this morning, but uh, but but so be it. Too much Tony, yelling we, for Tommy DeVito. Not not from the press box. <laughs> not from the press box. I'm. You know, but I, I get a kick out of those every, every time you sit in the press box at MetLife Stadium because there are a couple of teams whose media is a little bit on the loud side. You always get the, this is a working press box, no cheering. <laughs> and last night, the announcement included a inside voices, please, <laughs> which, 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 which made, which, which made me laugh. So, but, uh, but yeah, so no, it has nothing to do with nothing to do with me yelling. It's just, it is what it is. And we'll try to get through here. Tony, we got to talk about Tommy DeVito. I wrote, you know, overnight that, you know, there, there was a time this kid was a novelty act and it wasn't that long ago. And, you know, maybe maybe the wheels will come off of this eventually, but it's getting harder and harder to look at what Tommy DeVito is doing and think that that it's not real. Think that that this kid doesn't have some staying power as an NFL quarterback. I don't know what the ceiling is, but it's getting harder and harder to look at this kid and think he's not an NFL caliber player. Yeah, I mean he's taking he's taking steps every week. He's he's you know you can see that he's improving. Uh, uh, he didn't take the sacks last night. He stepped up in the pocket and scrambled for for yardage when uh, when he had to. Um, he's uh, he's making nice throws. I mean they they were they really had the wraps on him early in the game for whatever uh, reason. But in the second half when they needed him to go out and win the game. He went out and helped them win the game, and especially on that. Well, I mean, a couple of throws in particular, just just uh, beautiful uh, last night. And uh, he's looking very impressive. He's not throwing interceptions. Uh, you you can't ask for too much more than what he's giving you right now. 
No, he hasn't turned the ball over in three games. Made big throws last night when he needed to. The throw to Wandale Robinson on the final drive, you know, was a great throw. Set the Giants up for for the victory. And the the most impressive thing when you talk to players is Devito's belief in himself. I mean, you know, this came out of you know undrafted free agent only playing because the the veteran quarterbacks that the Giants had you know went down to injury and now as Brian Dable said last night the job is his and he's earned it it's obvious that that the Giants have belief in him he has belief in himself and and I don't know somebody said to me last night one of the one of the other media members said he's Kurt Warner and I don't know I think it's early for that you know, it's it's way early for that, but give the kid credit. <laughs> Excuse me. Give the kid credit because he's doing things that, that nobody thought he could do. He's lifted the Giants to a place at this point in the season where nobody thought they would be. They are, you know, and as you said, they, they may not really be a playoff team, but they are on the cusp of the playoff race. And that's a place no one ever thought they would be. And they feel like they can win games. So, you know, I just, all all the credit in the world to the kid. I just, you know, I don't know when the, I don't know if or when the, the wheels are going to come off, but but it, it sure is a, an amazing fun ride. And what does it say about the NFL ability to evaluate quarterback prospects that that you can have someone like him completely fall through the cracks i mean he got he got absolutely no no buzz at all uh last year i did i yeah you know, i didn't know anything about him and then you think about this you know coming on the heels of brock purdy last year also kind of coming out of nowhere he did get drafted but the very last one taken in the draft and you think of all the energy that goes into analyzing quarterback tape and, and visiting college campuses and watching these guys and talking to them and interviewing them and, and everything that they do leading up to it. And then you have, you have a guy like this just come into the NFL. And after a few games, I mean, he, you know, he looks, he looks like, let's say a top half of the NFL quarterback right now. Last night he did, I believe. Oh, you know, I, I get it. It's he, you know, he doesn't have, he doesn't have the big arm. He doesn't have tremendous speed and athleticism. I mean, he has, he has enough to get out of the pocket. You know, he doesn't have size. He's six one, you know, he's, he's, he's on the smaller side for a quarterback. He's, you know, he's six one two ten, which is a good sized human being, but but it's not a huge NFL quarterback. He doesn't have any of those things that that NFL talent evaluators really look for. What he has, though, is this unshakable belief that he can get the job done. And, you know, and he has a lot of fun doing it, obviously. So, you know, that counts for that counts for a lot. And it's certainly, it's certainly lifting the New York Giants. Yeah, I mean, his enthusiasm is is infectious and you can you can see you know even from the outside as as I am you can see how 
he's affecting the team around him and how much of a kick they get out of him and and, and how the fan base. Yeah. Yeah. And how yeah. and and yeah, and how they respond uh, mm -hmm. to him on on the field. And so yeah, he's he's doing the things that you need to do to be a successful NFL quarterback. And and just to you know, go back to what you said at the beginning, yeah, he's making big plays. I mean, the the uh, you, you mentioned the the pass to to Wandale Robinson on that final drive that got them into field goal position, and that was just a beautiful play. Doing that after he had been forced to escape the pocket and go out uh, to the right, and he just delivered a bullet into the hole there. Uh, and, and by the way, on a great route that was run by Wandale, that was, I mean, he created a tremendous amount of separation on that route, but, but to go out there and hit that, that pass was, uh, in such a crucial situation was such a big deal. And then the other one that I, I think back to was the touchdown pass to Isaiah Hodgins, which was another play where he rolled out and, and just through a beautiful pass through it high and in the corner of the end zone where only a big guy like Hodgins could go up and grab it. And it wasn't going to be intercepted. And Hodgins made a great play himself on that to catch the ball and get both feet down and bounds. But those are, I, I don't know. We'll see what PFF uh, gives him in terms of what they call big time throws and their definition of big time throws. But in my book, those were both very big time throws last night. Absolutely. Tony, um, you mentioned Wandale Robinson and let's, let's move off DeVito a little bit. It was really, really nice to see Wandale Robinson, you know, pretty much break loose last night. He said after the game that, that yesterday was the one year anniversary of him flying to Los Angeles to have surgery for his torn ACL. He said he told the coaching staff you know, in the days leading up to the game that he finally felt a hundred percent. He finally felt ready to shake loose, you know, break some tackles, get some yards after catch, do some things. And he showed it last night. He showed, you know, he, he gave us a hint a year ago in that, in the game where he got hurt with, you know, with a hundred yard performance. I don't know how many catches he had nine or 10 catches in that game, but he, he gave us a hint at the player that he could be. And last night was really the first time we've seen, that player and, and that was really really nice to see in 32 yard run a couple of big catches you know some yards after catch that was just a lot of fun to to watch robinson last night yeah i i love the way he's playing right now and and i think you're really starting to see why the giants thought that he was he was worth a second round pick naturally that was that was criticized a lot a lot of us didn't know anything at all about Wandale Robinson. Uh, and on the day he was selected, we all had to go, or not all, but a lot of us had to go back and just look up who who, who he was and so on. Uh, and, and people thought the second round was very high for him to be taken. They thought at best he was a third round pick. And uh, yeah, you, you know, you look at what he's doing now that he seems to be healthy and he really looks like a talented player. And then I think about the guy he was catching passes from uh, when he was in college, Will Levis, who dropped during draft evaluation process. So he was originally thought to be somebody who'd go very high up. And then and then he dropped to, I guess it was bottom of the first round that he that he finally got drafted. Or was it the second? Maybe it was the second. Round. I think it was early second. Was early second round that he got drafted. You know, now all of a sudden he's taking over for Tennessee and winning games for them. And he's looking good, too. And meanwhile, Bryce Young is struggling as the number one pick. And so... 
the evaluation of college prospects is is just such such a, a crapshoot i think for for even the people who who know best and uh all i can say is that uh yeah, give some props to Joe Shane. Okay, I mean Tommy DeVito, Wandale Robinson, uh, yeah, a few other players, Micah McFadden, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, he's he's come up with a few good ones that a lot of us didn't know much about. Absolutely, Tony. We have to talk about the uh, the Giants draft stock a little bit. I think that according to Tankathon, looks like the Giants with the win last night. The Giants now have the the number eight overall pick in the first round. They entered the night with the fifth overall pick. And I think people know how I feel. It's like I'm one who says, you know, win games, let the season play out, figure out, you know, what figure out the the draft when it's time to figure out the draft. But but it's kind of like you said, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. And I've written about this. If you know if if the Giants want a quarterback in the first round, they'll they'll figure out a way to get one. But the NFL hit rate on quarterbacks, as far as you know, guys who who make Pro Bowls, guys who make the top tier, especially you know in the first round, the hit rate's only like thirty some percent. If you look at you know, I I charted this from two thousand ten forward, and it's about thirty five to thirty seven percent of guys who who live up to the position where they were drafted. There's so much that goes into that. It's not just the talent of the player. It's does he land with the right coaching staff? Does he land with the right teammates? Does he land in an organization that supports him? Does he land in a scheme that works for him? Is he given a fair opportunity? You know, Bryce Young might be a terrific player, but Bryce Young is getting pounded and he has a bad team and a bad owner and a just a bad organization around him so he's not set up to succeed whereas CJ Stroud you know is is succeeding in in Houston with a you know with a new head coach and and they seem to they seem to have some weapons and and he seems to be set up to succeed so it it just there's so many factors that go into it beyond what you see on tape and beyond what you see, you know, when, when you watch a little bit of all 22 or a kid's highlights or whatever. So you just never know. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you, uh, you'll, you'll see, I mean, you, you talk about where, where the giants are going to draft say right now, as of this morning, they're, they're eighth, but they were, but they were fifth. And the reason it, for that is that I think there are right now five teams in the NFL, something like that tied with five and eight, records and uh the first tiebreaker i believe for the draft is strength of schedule and so even when you're not playing your uh your strength of uh schedule changes when some team that you've played is still playing a game and so whether depending on whether they win or lose your strength of schedule gets a little bit better a little little worse or whatever and then you drop behind or move ahead of some other team and so the fact is the giants could still draft anywhere from probably fourth or even third, I bet, uh, down to 
10th or 11th. And of course, naturally, if they if they somehow improbably make the playoffs, which is which is another thing, there's about half of the NFC is battling for that seventh uh, uh, playoff spot uh, as a as a wild card. So, you know, they could they could draft as low as as 19th or even or even worse than that if they make the playoffs and win a playoff game the way they did last year. But even if they don't, though, they, they could still finish you know, in a, in a large number of places, just because it comes down to these minuscule strength of schedule differences. And so wondering where they're going to, to wind up, it's a, it's a fun thing to, to note right now, but there's so, so far to go before you actually know where they're going to, to draft that it's not worth worrying about. And, and the other thing, just as you alluded to, you know, there's about a one in three chance that you'll succeed as a quarterback or that your pick as a quarterback will succeed at the NFL level. And it depends on, on so many things. And I mean, it's, it's so obvious now that what, what, what a, a, a roll of the dice it is when you, when you pick a quarterback and you just have to hope that, that the guy you pick is landing in a good situation. You're creating a good situation for him and that he's got the right coaching to succeed. Well, for all the criticism of Brian Dable and his coaching staff this year, you know, does it look like Tommy DeVito has improved as a quarterback since he first set on uh, set foot on the field for the Giants? Looks to me like he's improved. And so, you know, maybe maybe he's getting decent coaching from Brian Dable and and Mike Kafka and that shouldn't be a big surprise if that's true considering that that Brian Dable was that was the guy there when Josh Allen came into the league and Mike Kafka was there for Patrick Mahomes development and so on. And so the Giants have guys who kind of know something about quarterbacking. And, and so whoever they wind up picking, if they pick a quarterback in the draft, uh, whoever they wind up picking, you've, you've got to imagine that, that they've done a pretty decent job uh, at the personnel end of scouting them and that he's going to land in the hands of coaches who actually know what to do with them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tony, let's uh, let's talk about that P word, that playoff. <coughs> excuse me, playoff word. When the Giants were two and eight, never thought that uh, that we would have this discussion. But now they're five and eight, and you look at the the NFC playoff picture. The Packers are still the seven seed after losing last night with a six and seven record, but. There are four other teams, the Rams, Seahawks, Falcons, and Saints, also at 6-7. and seven. And the Giants, and believe it or not, the Chicago Bears are just one game back at 5-8. and eight. Now, you wrote last night that they're in the playoff race, but, but not really a playoff team. And I think that's, that's probably accurate. That's, you know, they, they were 2-8. and eight. They're still flawed. There's a lot of... There's a lot of things that this team needs going forward. It's not a championship caliber team. 
And, and the likelihood that the Giants make the playoffs is still very, very slim with so many teams in this in this jumbled up mess. The I think ESPN's football power index still gives the Giants less than a one percent chance of of reaching the playoffs. But but geez, we're here. We're entering week fifteen of the season, and we have the possibility of, of playoffs to talk about. And, and that's just pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, the giants you know, clearly have flaws. The offensive line has, I think improved some and uh, thought Andrew Thomas did a great job last night. You didn't hear Rashawn Gary's name called, I think at all in last night's uh, game. And in general, the offensive line, you know, held up fairly well. They didn't do very much run blocking, especially in that in that first half. They couldn't open up any holes at all. They did a little better in the second half. But but the offensive line isn't the disaster that it was early in the season. It's it's clear that that you know the Giants don't have the talent of of a lot of other teams, and and they're still. They're not going to blow anyone out, but I think it's also clear that that we all got a very biased view of how good or bad the Giants are from their early season schedule uh, because they looked so awful in that opening game against Dallas. I mean, you know, I, I think most of us went into the, I, I, I shouldn't say most of us. I certainly went into the season thinking that this might be the year that they, they can start to compete with Dallas. But well, Philadelphia, that's probably too much to ask for. But let's at least try to take one game from Dallas out of the two that we play them. And, you know, and, and, and that'll show that we made progress. And when they lost so convincingly, in so embarrassingly in that opening game, it, it I think everyone was shell shocked, including them. I think, because that's how they they reacted, as if they were shell shocked. The way they 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 played for the next few games after that, but you know, fast forward now to the present, and you know, Dallas is doing did to Philadelphia this weekend something that wasn't a whole lot lot uh, less than what they did to the Giants. San Francisco is regularly blowing out teams. And they blew out uh, Philadelphia too, and so the Giants have played you know three games against apparently two of the top three or four teams in the NFL teams that are that are utterly dominant in most of their games this year, and so you, you know you you see all those early season games that made us shake our head about how much they had regressed, and you wonder well had had they really regressed that much or was it just the bad luck of a of an early schedule that had all of these really great teams that they were playing that just put them in a hole that started to affect them so that they just didn't play well uh overall and and it's kind of a shame that, that things wound up that way but i think we're seeing now that they're that they're they're you know punching in their weight class a little bit more against the teams they played the last few weeks that they're competitive against that next tier of of teams in the nfl Absolutely. It was always possible when you looked at that schedule that the Giants had, Cowboys, um, 49ers, Bills, Seahawks early on. It was always possible, you know, three games in 11 days to start the season. It was always possible that that, that the season started badly. 
Yeah, and you're right. The 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 game that that I pointed to, the game where I thought they could prove maybe that they had moved closer to that upper echelon was the first Dallas game. And, and the Cowboys blew that idea to smithereens quickly, but yeah, they're, they're rebounding, they're playing better. And I don't know where this is going to lead, but it's really interesting, Tony, at this point, I don't, I still think it's going to take nine wins. I still think one of these teams with, you know, with, with, four games to play one of these teams is going to get to nine wins i'd be i'd be shocked if one of these six and seven teams doesn't get to nine wins but maybe that doesn't happen maybe it maybe it takes eight wins maybe it's an eight and nine team that makes the playoffs and i don't see the giants running the table i just don't their margin for error is too slim but all things considered Let's say they get to seven wins on the season. That's not so bad, considering, you know, that they've that they're finding some players on both sides of the ball. They're finding, you know, wide receivers in Jalen Hyatt and Wandale Robinson. They've found a guy in Tommy DeVito who looks like he could at least be a backup quarterback in the NFL, at least, you know, be a number two. You know who can who can help them, and and who knows where the where the ride ends with Devito. They found some some guys on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Kayvon Thibodeau has become a star. Guys like Micah McFadden have stepped up this year. Deontay Banks played last night like a like a guy who's going to be a really good player in the NFL for a long time. You know, Jason Pinnock is a playmaker. Bobby Okereke is a really good player. So. So they're finding pieces to go forward with, and they're finding, you know, they're finding ways to win games now, and it's 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 a whole lot more fun than it was uh, than it was a month ago. That's for sure. Yeah, I think they they absolutely are showing you that they're that they're they're building a base for for being a really good team. I think the defense is not far away at all from being really good uh i i think you know they need a little bit more experience in the secondary uh they've got they've got young players back there uh i think they need more of a pass rush i think i think thibodeau has answered all the questions that people had about him i think he's having a, a really really good season and he's i think he's really starting to become an all-around player i mean he got another half a sack last night but I thought, you know, just as important was was he made a couple of really nice plays on runs. There was one in particular where he came in on I think it was I think it was third and short, and uh, and grabbed the the running back. I forget which which running back it was, whether it was Taylor or the or the other one. But anyway, uh, and actually tackled him from behind uh, to stop him from from getting the first down. And uh, you know, he's batting passes, and uh, I, I, I think he's he's really really playing well. And nice and thing, forcing fumbles, and, and he, that's right. Yeah, he forced a fumble too. Right, that's right, that's right. The other thing was on the other side of the line. Aziz Aziz Ojolari finally had a nice game too, and and he got I think the other half of a sack that he shared with with Thibodeau, and got several other pressures pressures I believe last night, and so. You know, if you just had that 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 reliable pressure coming from both sides of the line, uh, then I think that would mean so much 
in vaulting this defense into the, into really the upper echelon of, of NFL defenses. Because what I see this defense does not do yet is that they don't close out games very well when when they are ahead. They let teams drive downfield late in the game. And then the really great defenses kind of overwhelm the opposing offense late in the game when the when the offense has to come back on them. And the Giants aren't there yet with their defense. So I feel still feel like they need maybe one or two more pieces. But other than that, I don't think they're they're far away on defense at all. All the all the players you named, Okereke, uh, Jason Pinnock, you know, fifth round draft pick that they picked up uh, uh, off the off the practice squad, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, I think he's played well right. for them, and so the defense looks very promising. Um, I hope they're still being coached by the same guy next year because I feel like. They're playing well for him, and uh, and I'd like to see that continue instead of them switching to a completely new defense. The main questions in my mind are still on the offensive side of the ball, but the offense is starting to look at least capable some some of the time. And uh, you know, you you shore up that offensive line, get maybe one more uh, uh, elite level wide receiver and figure out who your quarterback is going to be going forward. And uh, they could really have something. Yeah, they could Tony. And it's, it's a much better place than it looked like a few weeks ago. And uh, I, I think, I think that's probably a good place for, for us to, uh, to call it a day here before my, before my voice completely gives out. So uh, I think we'll do that. Giants fans, thank you, as always, for listening. Please stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.